guys, I gotta get going one more final, and uh, I'm a junior, hopefully. Good luck, guys. See you later. See you. I'm gonna go turn the paper in. The paper I wrote. Even though I know Andreas is better, I, I just think it's a thing to do. Later, man. Talk to you guys. You guys have made my life very difficult the past few days. And it hasn't been easy. Because I love you both. You may not believe that, but it's true. Brandon, I can't accept this. Wait. Please. Dom, have a nice trip. my choice and I choose me. I hope you understand. I love you both till the day I die.
Amigos and welcome back to Willie's View Podcast and Nathan too. Nathan, it's great to be back. Yes, it is. And uh, we'd like to uh, welcome our viewers and listeners who are listening to our podcast right now for, for tonight's episode. Uh, we have a lot to get into tonight. Uh, all, you know, when it comes to, you know, daytime, primetime, TV and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hope to, um, we hope you guys enjoy our, our episode tonight. All right, I've got to tell you, Nathan, get ready for your draw to drop tonight because what I've learned so far of involving phone carriers, I will never, ever go back to Verizon. Right now, we switched to T-Mobile, and it's the best thing right now. Yes, you told me about it um, yesterday. It is crazy, dude. Like, you know, it's crazy how you get charged for different things they charge you like for like you know when you add apps and stuff right they're trying to charge for apps that's supposed to be free and apparently they're not free I'm like how's that possible because it literally tells you you know on the app it literally tells you it's free yeah that, that's the problem yeah and then they want to milk the charges yeah they want to milk the charges and like and then they act like it's no big deal. They oh no no this is not right. It, it's mm-mm. nope nope right. Oh my god, dude. All right. So what I've learned today is for iPhone listener, iPhone users. I don't know if you got the iPhone, Nathan, but get ready. I learned that from now on, we don't. We're not supposed to use Apple Card. Oh, I see. Because apparently they don't take it anymore, right? You know, it's not it's not going through or something. You're going to laugh. I got me a $25 gift card. And I used it so I can, you know, <laughs> you know me, Nathan. I always love my movies. I tried to buy the new Shazam. Fury of the Gods. Oh, forget it. I literally have a $25 amount in my balance that cannot be used. Because apparently... They don't use 
Apple cards now. I was told now we have to use a bank card or a debit card. Now, you, how crazy is that? Oh my goodness, that is absolutely insane. <laughs> I mean, talk about disorganized or whatever. They they dropped the ball on that. They really did. Oh my god, dude! And then the other thing is, <laughs> you remember I told you I had to say goodbye to my i iPhone fourteen plus to trade it in so we could, you know. Give my mom her a good deal, and then uh, for Jenna, right. she got the iPhone 14, which you know it's all good and all. And um, I was shocked because I don't know what happened, but remember I told you when I first got the phone, my iXR from Verizon. Remember I told you how much problems I have as far as the storage was going. Yes, I do remember. T-Mobile, dude, ever since I've got this, like, even a day or two already now, I showed you that picture on Facebook. Remember how much data there is on there? Yes. I was shocked. I didn't think... It's like having an iPhone 14 Plus because it's like, dude, it's, it's like it doesn't affect anything. All my pictures, it's like all here. All my my photos, my videos, my apps. It's like, you know, it, it it's like it's like having a brand new phone and you're literally like kid at a candy store. You're you're able to use these apps and everything and they're not charging you and it's it's heaven. Well, wow, that sounds very uh very intriguing and you know, I'm glad you have a phone that has uh, that kind of service. Um mm -hmm. For for you, you know, because I do think that you know, when it comes to certain, uh, you know, phones from different carriers like AT and T, T M Mobile, wherever, you know, they have stuff that you like and stuff that you don't like. You know, I have a track phone. I don't have a, I don't have what you have, but it does oh. uh, have a lot of storage. Oh, I remember those. Stuff. I used to have one of those in college. The right, track yeah. phones. You use like a SIM card, or a, a prepaid yeah, card. SIM card. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, those were good for, especially when you were in college. You know, like you gotta use. You know, you gotta save money, right? Because you're you're like, college and classes. Oh man, I remember. I remember right. those phones. Yeah, they're cool. They're cool. So you get you get uh, credit for that. Okay, Nathan, are you ready for what's coming up? We've got. It feels like Christmas early. We're finally getting Scream Six this month. Not just digital, guys. It's not just digital. We're also going to have it on Paramount+. Plus. Now, Nathan, that means they're going to have the entire Scream franchise on Paramount+. Plus. What do you think about that? I think that's great that they're going to have Scream Sticks on Paramount+. Plus and mm -hmm. uh, it makes a lot of sense to have it there as well because, you know, there are those who... Who, you know, who don't go out that much to movies or whatever and they see a movie like Scream 6 and they want to mm -hmm. see it. And, and they may not want to go to the movies, but they can actually see it, you know, on streaming and online. So I think that's great news for viewers who want to see the movie mm -hmm. on Paramount Plus on streaming. I hope that other um, other streaming platforms, you know, take that route too, um, um, you know, uh, in the future. Yeah, it's 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 getting it's getting crazy out there. Oh man! And then I just found out. Well, I'm sure you've heard through the grapevine. There's like at least sixteen new streaming apps that are gonna hit throughout the rest of this year. And uh, I'm like, you know, I'm laughing because I'm like, 
And I'm saying to myself, oh my god, am I even going to want those? Because I'm happy with the ones I have now. No, you're right. I mean, it, it, there's, I, again, we went over this before mm-hmm. a couple episodes ago. Yeah. There's too much content that we have. And I, I, I'm fine with what I have, whether it's on internet or on television. I don't even watch TV that much. But, um, you know, I do appreciate um, what I have, and I do think that when it comes to the new stream platforms, the content we're getting, new content, you know, it's a little bit too much. So I I would just, you know, stick with what you have, and if you want to change or go a different route, then by all means, go for it. Yes, very much. All right, we're going to take a quick little break, and then when we come back, Nathan's got our top story. Nathan, do you got the... um... We got the beat from the Go-Go's on your side. Uh, let's see. Let's see here. And yes, 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 we do. All right, let's let's hit it. Okay, let me just scare it up here a little bit. Thanks, Nathan. That's good. No problem. I love the Go-Go's. You like their music? Yeah, I'm a little bit of a fan of this. <laughs> Nathan's like, yeah, if it's cool, I'll listen to it, right? <laughs> right. All right, dude. All right, everybody, we're back. Nathan, what is the top story over in your end? Well, we have some... Uh... We have some casting news when it comes to uh, daytime as a whole. And Mm -hmm. we're going to kick it off with The Young and the Restless. And if you guys have not seen um, Monday's episode, here's a spoiler for you guys. So get ready in five, four, three, two, one. James Howard, who plays Jeremy Stark, is out at The Young and the Restless. James Howard has vacated the role of Jeremy Stark and the Restless. Hyde, probably no, probably best known for his role as Sam Ben on Passions, made his debut as Jeremy in 2022. Jeremy was released from prison in November 2022 and showed up at the Adam Mansion after being tipped off by Phil Summers on Diane's whereabouts. Jack Abbey came by and shook hands with Jeremy while unaware of who he was. Later, their son, Kyle showed up at Jeremy's door and warned him away from Diane. Jeremy texted Diane and told her that getting the Abbott involved was a mistake. He ended up sticking around for a while. 
On the Instagram live held by the actor today, he said, quote, I love the character. It's unfortunate the way it happened, but that's the way it goes. Stark made an ugly end this week of CBS daytime drama, and he added, quote, this is the end for him. We're doing a soap, so you never know. Oh my gosh, Nathan, that is, you know, I saw this coming because I, I, I love James Hyde, you know that. But I literally, right. and, and you can catch me on this, Nathan. Didn't we just call it that they were going to do this to him because it's like Ashlyn Locke all over again? Yeah, I had the same feeling too when, mm-hmm. uh, when you know, when Jer- James Hyde came on, when I played Jeremy Stark, and mm-hmm. his character, you know, while he was intriguing, he was charismatic, he was fun, he was this, he was that, you know, I had a feeling his character would get killed off like Asher Locke. And when it comes to people like James Hyde, you know, uh, Robert Newman, and, you know, Robert, Robert Bergie, too, to an extent, who played Asher Locke, they are great actors who can play these great villainous roles, but when it comes to a show like YNR and how they treat their villains, so to speak, um, you know, it's unfortunate that stuff like this happens. And mm-hmm. his character was killed off um, on Monday thanks to Phyllis, who stabbed him with scissors, Basically, you know, placed him in a body bag and dragged him out of the hotel uh, during the day, night. I'm not sure where the scene took place, but mm-hmm. overall, it's a um, it's very sad that some of this happens. And I wish the actor who plays James Hyde the very best uh, in his career moving forward. Whatever he comes back to, whether it's a soap opera, a soap opera, or you know, prior time or whatever, because he, I, to me, I thought he was very underrated as Jeremy Stark. Um, and I do feel that, you know, you could see moves a little bit more of him before the character of Jeremy Stark met his demise, uh, uh, you know, on the show. But it's unfortunate how, you know, a character like James, uh, Jeremy Stark is written when it comes to the current writing of Wyandotte. So it goes rash a lot. And I think it shows that Wyandotte does not really appreciate or value their potential villains who don't do anything, will just talk, 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 and near the end, when they, when they do something embarrassing, that's when they meet their end. So, uh, again, shout out to James Hyde. Uh, we thank you for, you know, doing your part and entertaining us on YNR's Jeremy Stark. We'll miss you, and we wish you the very best in your future endeavors. It's really sad because um, James Hyde has been the biggest villain that we've had thus far. That's right. really top-notch, you know, like, big. Like, we had Tucker, and he was trying to be a villain. But, again, typical YR has been known for this. They watered down yet another villain. And I don't get it, because Tucker's a big, epic character. And I get the fact... I love the chemistry, don't get me wrong. I love chemistry between Tucker and, and Ashley. But the little cat mouse playing games like high school it only happens to go so far and they're still doing it tucker is acting like a high school teenager which in interesting it's fun to a degree but the fact that we don't get to see him be vindictive besides him falling for ashley that literally was a disappointment to me no, you're absolutely not wrong there. I mean, mm-hmm. 
And not only that, um, you know, Tucker is played by a great actor, Trevor St. John, who I feel is kind of getting wasted when it comes to mm-hmm. his current predicament on the show as Tucker when it comes to the romance with Ashley, you know, trying to connect with Devon mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. But, you know, um, for him, I feel like, you know, he's just someone who, who I mean, for I mean, for the past couple of weeks or past couple of months, he's been, you know, as Ed Wentz is whining, crying, whatever. He's not doing anything on YNR to, um, you know, like you said, be vindictive, be this, be that, and mm-hmm. show they as Edge. And that's the issue with, um, you know, actors like James Hyde, Charles and John, Robert Newman, Robert Berge, who were brought to a show like uh, like YNR, and, you know, a soap opera, mm-hmm. and they're not being used to their potential. It's just frustrating that, um, you know, if we have better writing, you know, I do think that, you know, the, I do think that things would be a little bit different uh, when it comes to treating these veteran actors with uh, more respect. Another addition to Nathan's top story, the actress that plays Blaze on General Hospital is also out. Yes, that is correct, guys. Uh, her name is Jacqueline Grace Lopez, who exits General Hospital. Um, this was on Monday, April 17, mm-hmm. 2023. Jacqueline Grace Lopez has exited General Hospital as Blaze. Her final scenes aired today, which was on Monday. Uh, Lopez made her debut on ABC Daytime Drama back in November 2022. Mm-hmm. Blaze is the pop singer who shares several scenes with Josh Speaker's face in Madison's Brooklyn. With their arc coming to an end, Lopez wrote, and quote, this is on Instagram, uh, Jay uh, Grace Lopez uh, says, quote, and with that, my arc on at General Hospital has come to an end. I remember feeling a little overwhelmed walking off set this day. Who knew a role that started last October would change my life in so many ways? I'm eternally grateful for the friends I've made, the amount I've grown as an actress, and for the fans who reached out with such warmth. Mm-hmm. Special thanks to my main crew, Josh, Dan, and Amanda, who took me in without question and made me feel welcome from day one. This amazing TV family works so hard to live the best daytime drama. I'm so honored to have been a world part of it. To everyone in front behind the camera, thank you for your kindness and inspiration. I have learned that game so much, even like even uh, Nurses Ball, even the dead come back and so. So for now, I'll say, see you around. Have a succeed, GH. Thank you for letting me be a part of the magic. You know, I love, I love Blaze, and the actress that plays her is amazing. But again, Nathan, it's really sad because if you really think about it, in less than a week. She'll be forgotten and nobody will even remember her. Yeah, that, because that's of the, the way uh, they treat her as a like a side character with no depth. And that's sad. They had the opportunity with so much stories with her. Like when when Michael was having problems with Willow, that would have been a perfect time for him to get it on with her. No, you're not wrong there. And there's that's no unks. There's no angst. There's no, you know, it, it's it's like it's like a balloon that deflates. No, you're not wrong. And you know, again, like you said, it's it's the issue with Soap. She was just a side character, mm-hmm. someone I did not really care about. I mean, I did see I did see sparks here and there between mm-hmm. her and um, Josh Swigger who plays Chase. 
um, at a time when, you know, they broke up Chase in Brooklyn mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, they had to broken up for a little while. Then they had, you know, uh, not just um, Jack Lee who plays Blaze, but they also had the guy who plays Link who made his return to Nurse's Ball. And, and he was uh, arrested um, on Nurse's Ball, I believe. So that should be the end of him. But, you know, when it comes to a character like Blaze played by Jace, Jacqueline Grace Lopez, I feel she had a lot of potential for the time being. Even mm-hmm. if they were not for Chase, mm-hmm. they could have used her in different areas on the show with interaction with different other, you know, people in my opinion. And I do see that uh, you know, she could have had potential with Michael or any other guy on that soap opera. And so again, it's unfortunate. Stuff like this happens in soaps these days. Mm-hmm. Mostly I kind of think of General Hospital being wider to extent. But uh, I will miss her, and I uh, hope we can see her again. You know, it's so popular, another part-time uh, drama, but at the same time, you know, it's another missed opportunity for Joe Hospital to mm-hmm. make her character stand out. And, um, you know, it's just uh, unfortunate, honestly. Then another person, while we're on GH, and I'm sure you heard this too, Nathan, other person that's supposed to be considered out slash recurring, I guess, and this is my prediction, they're probably just going to make Victor Cassadine presumed dead or going missing as they typically do in General Hospital. But I was told that he's going to be gone on GH and the possibility of him returning as, um, was that on Jace? Sean Donovan, right? You yeah, can expect, Donovan. yeah, you can expect him to pop up soon on, um, Jace. So... What do you think about this, Nathan? You know me. I, oh my gosh, I love Mr. Sheffield, but I'm over Victor. I'm over Victor. I just can't no more. It feels like it's it's Peter all over again. Yeah, I mean, I love Charles Chauncey, too. I loved him as Mr. Sheffield, mm-hmm. Nanny, mm-hmm. and Shane Donovan as, um, Shane Donovan as, I mean, Shane Donovan days were lies, but, him in General Hospital as Victor Cassadine, I did not really care for him. I mean, when he came on, yeah. you know, he had a lot of momentum. He had a lot of energy. It was mm. something new to me fresh. And then the story was dropped, probably because, um, not because of, you know, stuff behind the scenes, but also because I think I heard he had a hip replacement. So oh, okay. they had to put off uh-huh. the storyline for a time being. And then when he came back, and that's when the storyline started to pick up again. Mm-hmm. But his portrayal as Victor Castellan, I felt it was okay. But to me, it's always going to be Tom Piglis, who is uh, who plays Tony DeMaro on Israel Lives. And I was surprised that they could not get him uh, back for the role to play as Victor, because I do think he played the villainous role of Richard Castellan to a T, in my opinion. Uh, nothing against Charles Shaughnessy. He, he can play a very good villain, but at the same time, I do think that he was, you know, wasted, in my opinion. And so when the story wraps up with the Ice Princess 2.0 or whatever, I will not miss him <clears throat> on Joe Hospital. Nothing against the actor, but uh, him as Rudy Castellan, I felt mm-hmm. was wasted. It has so much potential. And as as far as he goes, um, you know, I will not miss him on Joe Hospital. Um, I found out that he was taken off contract a couple of weeks ago, and because uh, on uh, one of the episodes they did, they did not show him on uh, the credits so it was announced that uh, he was taken off contract uh, I think on some central message boards was someone posted so mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, I do wish Charles Charles the best, and I, I cannot wait to see him back on the Israelites, because to me, that is his uh, true home, in my opinion, and I, yes. would see, I would love to see him be a part of this, you know, story going on right now with, when it comes to Bone Hope and mm-hmm. other characters as well, so... And then there's more exciting casting news. Get ready for this, guys. Nathan and I found out our hot item for tonight. So in addition to your top story, is a little birdies told us that it's a possibility Paul Williams will return to the YNR only to divorce Cricket. Thank God. I'm over Paul Williams. Well, you know, I do think that... Um when it came to uh, the scene between Chris, Christine and Lauren and, you know, Christine's playing the breakdown of her relationship and her marriage mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, marriage with Paul, I, I felt that it was lazy on Lionel's part not to have any scenes between or Paul and Christine to announce the divorce or have a scene between two of them, uh, leaving on better terms, but if that's the case, then, hey, so be it. Um, you know, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that I mean, as much as I understand why not wanting to do it and move Christine on to someone else, I am doubtful about who her new love interest will be, whether it's going to be Danny or somebody else, in my opinion. And I really want to see them put in the work for Christine and have her find love with someone else and put in the time and commitment for it because mm-hmm. I just don't trust it. I just don't trust it on the Josh Griffith and, you know, uh, Josh Griffith the current right see with the wire dog when it comes to their favorites but when it comes to you know uh, what you just announced that i'm all for it you know i i, I didn't mind uh, paul christine that much but mm-hmm. i do feel that the relationship was you know wasted uh when they got back together so you know it is what it is and you know i don't i don't think we'll expect to see uh that there was a back on anytime soon long term but mm-hmm. i'm glad that they are at least doing this to have some sort of closure for uh you know for uh the characters for paul christine and the, and the uh separation of their relationship yes exactly it's 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 insane and i was told that it looks like cricket might be getting a new lover later during the year but it looks like they want to try to maybe push it back with danny and then the oh, other okay. the other rumor that's floating is possibility now just be careful guys remember it is a rumor we don't know for sure if it's going to happen, but the rumor buzzes. It could be, it could be that Danny could be Tessa's long lost dad, and I think this is just the way for the the writer or the writers to keep Danny more longer than where they expected him to be, and I think this is just another way of turning it into a, on my children's side of triangle. Of a situations, what do you feel about that, um, Nathan? Do you feel they're just doing it for you know for face value, or do you think that they're going a great great route, putting Danny into the mix if he was to turn out to be her dad? I mean, I don't. I mean, as much as I like Danny, I don't, and I wouldn't mind Tessa being Danny's daughter, but I do think that. It, it just feels like they're trying to, like like you said, I think they're trying to, to keep him on canvas when it comes to a storyline like that. Because, mm-hmm. okay, if you have Tessa as Danny's daughter, you know, where does the conflict come in? How does it really all happen and stuff? 
And um, yeah, what was the conflict? What was the drama? Is this going to be announced suddenly or whatever? And how are you going to do this? Because if not every character has to be connected to the, a core family or a very famous character on a show when it comes to the show itself. Because mm-hmm. you could do new characters, but if you just have every new character on a show with no direction, no plot, whatever, then the character should not be, and if the new character is wasted, then, you know, the character should not be on the show. It should be written out. And when it comes to Tessa, I do feel that she has no story right now. Same goes for Mariah when it comes to Tessa and Mariah as a parent, since they're married, they have a daughter, they have a daughter now, and um, I feel that it would be if they're gonna put, if they're gonna have Danny as Tessa's, you know, daughter, they're fine. But mm-hmm. do it as long as you have a plan from beginning to end. Uh, I, and you know, I do because I do think that I just see Tessa being, you know, uh, Tessa being, uh, you know, Danny's daughter. But uh, you know, I just don't want, I just don't want the show to waste a relationship like that if they're going to do it from the get go. You know, don't just drop it and then you know, pick it up back later because people are not going to care, um, you know. So that's how I feel about that. Yes, I totally agree. And I'm okay with her being his daughter as far as the rock star scenario as long as it doesn't feel yeah. like it's forced. Don't force it. Don't force it. it. We've had enough of that on YNR. We don't need any more. Look what they did with poor Amanda. All this family members and it wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, they wasted so much time with that reveal and the storyline with her grandfather being the one responsible of, you know, killing her father, whatever. It was just a waste of time. It, it was wasted. So That I, bored I me. Mind. I hated yeah. that storyline. It put me to sleep. Yeah, I did. Same here. I think I fast forward half the crap of that. I couldn't stand it. It was just nothing on the actor, but... The story just didn't fit for me, and you know how I am, Nathan. If my ADD kicks in, if you don't pay, if you're not giving me the attention that I deserve as a viewer, I'm gonna skip you. <laughs> I'm gonna fast forward right, you. Yeah. yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> okay, so the last hot story and top item for the night before we switch to another music break is, and I'm sure you heard about this, Nathan. Zach Tinker is out on. Fire Country, the sexy charismatic fireman will be leaving Fire Country. I think it's this week or next week. It's coming fast. And he will be returning to Days as our beloved Sonny Kyriakis as tribute to John Aniston's Victor Kyriakis on Days. Are, how's your feeling on that, Nathan? Did you like him on... For our country, I have to be honest, I love Zach Tinker, but I'm so behind on so many shows. Fire Country's on my watch list, but I'll tell you in a little bit when we t- get further into the podcast. But I've been so distracted with different things. Um, I'm still left with, like, maybe midway of the season for Fire Country, you know what I'm saying? Right, yes. There's just so many episodes, and then when they took a break, forget it, it was like, you know, it was like, oh, okay, well, they're going to take a break, then I'll take a break, and that puts you behind, too, so it's all good, but, yeah, I, I kind of expected Zach Tinker's character to be 
kind of like a recurring character that may not stay long. I wanted him to stay longer, but I can understand if they're going to let him go because as a recurring character, that's what he's for. Yes, I feel the same way too. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, I thought that Taker as a recurring character on Dark Country was a good part on two for the show mm -hmm. and um, for those who chose him on the scene. So, you know, I will, I will miss him on Dark Country. Um, you know, I do think that uh, Zatino is a very talented actor, and he will really miss on Fire Country. Mm -hmm. And uh, I cannot wait to see him, you know, uh, if he's going to make a comeback to Days of Our Lives, especially when it comes when it comes to, you know, what's going on on the show there, and, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, the death of his uh, great-uncle, Richard Kiriakis, mm -hmm. to, to know that, uh, you know, his cousin Bo is still alive or whatever, you know. You know, there's a lot, there are a lot of things that he could do on Days of Lies, but I will miss him on Far Country. Yeah, I, I love, seriously love that show. Don't go away, guys. We're going to be right back. Nathan's going to join us for the music break. Uh, Nathan, go ahead and pick out one of your favorite uh, songs from NSYNC, and then we'll come back with, um, I guess we'll start off with the, the daytime. Okay, let me see here. Okay, so let me get this right here. Okay. Okay. Okay, so I'm right here, and here we go. <clears throat> Thanks, Nathan. Alright. Okay. That's good. Alright, everybody, and we're back. Welcome to our second part of Willie's View Podcast and Nathan too. It's great to be back. Nathan, doesn't it feel wonderful coming back to our awesome listeners? Yes, it does. Um, it feels great to be back, and we appreciate every single one of you who are listening to our podcast. We appreciate uh, those who are tuning in, uh, you know, we appreciate the support, the love as well when it comes to the number of people who have tuned in and the people who have been playing back the, the podcast and such. Uh -huh. It's a great feeling, and uh, I appreciate, you know, being a part of this movement that we're doing together. 
And tonight's mega episode is brought to us, presented by The Last Thing He Told Me. It's a 2023 drama. It stars our beloved Jennifer Garner. And Hannah must forge a relationship with her 16-year-old stepdaughter, Bailey, to find the truth behind why her husband has mysteriously disappeared. Nathan, have you got to check out that season, uh, this uh, uh, new series yet? Uh, no, I have not gotten a chance to pick up the series yet, but I do plan on doing it when I get a chance. Yeah, I want to hook you up. It's really good. Um, Jennifer Garner, you remember, Nathan, I told you this before. I was actually able to meet her on her red carpet when she did the movie of Electra. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Dude, that was a memory I'll never, ever forget. I was To just meet her, she is truly... I mean, don't get me wrong, she's gorgeous, but pictures and videos do not do justice. She's a goddess. Yes, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what I, you know, read and see mm -hmm. from, you know, online whenever I read an article or whatever about uh, Jennifer Gardner. She truly is one of the best actresses uh, in Hollywood, and I mostly remember her when she was on uh, Daredevil or Electra. Yeah, Daredevil yeah. Electra, you know, when, that, when that first came out, that was huge, you know, so... You know, Jennifer Garner deserves all the cruels or props. Yes, when I got to meet her, thing, you know, because you fill in so much adrenaline, you're getting me to celebrities that you never thought you'd meet. First thing through my mind that's resting real fast, I'm like, oh my God, she's from Alias. Yes, yes. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, just like so much excitement. It's just so crazy. Okay, yeah, that's really cool. I, I You check it out, Nathan. I'll, I'll, I'll get you hooked up on that. Okay, now let's kick it off with... um. Well, let's start with General Hospital. Um, there's so much craziness, Nathan. You tell me how you're feeling about this, because I'm sorry, guys, but I've really been trying so hard to be supportive of. <laughs> Try to laugh while I say it. I can't even. I can't even say it without the three faces. I can't. I just can't. I try so hard to be supportive of Michael and and Willow, or. Everyone calls them Milo, which makes me laugh when I see it on Twitter. But seriously, dude, I don't care anymore about Willow. How long does it take for this crap? Is she going to get killed off? Is she going to move on? Is she going to get through this? I'm at the point, I don't care what happens to Willow. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I don't even care about their stupid wedding. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's frustrating, um, you know, because she, I mean, the urgency is not there for the storyline. I mean, Lizelle, in sports, those who have not seen the episodes yet, mm -hmm. versus Ball, but Lizelle has been, she um, went Richard Cassidyne, and she's on the Hot Star, mm -hmm. and Lizelle is, you know, the last great hope, the last great chance for Will to be saved when it comes to the transplant. When it comes to you know to secure Willow, but at the same time, you know, uh, with Lizzo gone, that's going to drag things even more further. When it comes to Willow's sickness, and I don't care about it as well anymore. I mean, killed off, good. If she doesn't get killed off, I won't even care. I don't care about Michael and Willow anymore to the point. I never cared no, about them. No. Ever since ever since when they got together uh, back then, and they broke up a very good pairing in, you know, Chase and Brooklyn mm -hmm. before they did, they did the uh, couple shake up, and that has not been, that hasn't done any good for the character of Willows. 
from what I have heard, and you know, from from what I've heard, and you told me this, her character has already been killed off. So it may not be true, it may not be true. It's been, it's only a rumor. Right. So we'll see what happens from here on out. But at this point, I don't care about Michael Willow at all. I never supported them. I never liked them together. And uh, whatever happens to Willow happens. I just don't care because her character, in my opinion, the investment is no longer there for no. her at Joe Hospital. And if they do, you know, uh, keep her, then they have then they need to switch things up and not make her stale, which she is already is. And I just don't care anymore. This point when it comes to Michael Will, but also just the character of Will or something. I think it's the actress. No, so a great job, yeah. but. It's just that, you know, Kayla is being wasted when it comes to the storyline. And it's really crazy because they had so many opportunities. They had her having such mad chemistry with TJ. Yes, and that was wasted. And we knew that was going to happen. You know, we could quote it, Nathan. Um, these writers do not invest in their characters like they should. No, they don't do that. When, and TJ Molly has, um, not TJ Molly, TJ Willow had a lot of chemistry mm-hmm. when they had their scenes together. And I remember reading the rumors that TJ Willow were going to sleep behind Molly and, and Michael's backs or whatever, and that never happened. So I don't know if the writers decide to not go anywhere with it, which they probably say I'm not. But, um, you know, uh, again, Jail Hospital is dropping the ball when it comes to you know, stuff like this, and with the potential of using their characters in, in, in storylines and in different uh, situations where it can be so so much exciting, but it's just, you know, they, they, they don't either care or, you know, the, uh, the powers that be are telling them straight out, flat out, no. It's crazy because um, they were supposed to do that, but the problem with the writers in daytime, and don't get me wrong, I love the fans, but sometimes they let the fans control too much of the situation, and that's where they go wrong. True. I mean, I think that they should listen to the fans, but not take a lot. No, not let the fans take over. Time. Nathan and me are writers. You guys know us as writers. But we love you guys with all your suggestions. But that doesn't mean you're going to control our narratives of what we're writing on our shelves. That's what daytime is doing. Daytime is literally taking in every single thing and they're trying to kiss up to you giving you what you want and it's making the shows look really sloppy and that's proof when you watch the episodes it's kind of like watching a pancake go flat yeah i mean you know as much as we appreciate like you said let's appreciate those who you know read our fanfics leave comments and such and everything you know, we can't always do what they tell us, what what they want to see, because right. we have our vision and whatever. We could, you know, you know, read the ideas or whatever, and you know, think about it. But if we want to go with that idea, fine. If we don't want to go with it, that's okay too. We have our other, uh, we have our other, you know, stuff that we want to do as well. So, for the writers yeah. of daytime, you know, they are put in a they're in a very difficult position when it comes to the fans of daytime. And because they want, because the fans want to see better when it comes to a so popular like Joe Hospital, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, when it comes to TJ and Willow, you know, the potential was there, and you know, the children decided to take advantage of it. And that's, I mean, that's fine if they don't want to do it, but at the same time, you know, um, 
if you if you're a fan and you uh, like TJ and Willow and you want to see them together, you're upset that they're not together. Mm-hmm. Too bad. I mean, because the writers have their own agenda, and you have to respect what they're doing. And uh, you know, you know, and you know, if you don't like it, that's too bad. Yes, exactly. Okay, Nathan, how are you feeling about Austin and Elizabeth getting chummy together? Now, we know that they're trying to do a redo of Elizabeth and Franco. Are you okay with that? I, here's the thing. I don't mind it if they're going to do, if they're going to somehow, if this leads up to Austin and Liz being together, then I'm all for it. Uh, I just feel that, you know, if you're going to do this, why would you kill off Franco in the first Thank place? You. Because Thank you. As much as, as much as Roger Howard was a great actor, and as much as he played Franco to his perfection, his own way, his own version of style, mm-hmm. you know, I feel Killian Love was a mistake, you know, if they're going to do Austin Right, Lynch, no, they did. They did, you know, yeah. It just, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me because you basically, you basically have Liz, you know, just doing nothing at this point after what happened with uh, Nicholas, you know, and Esme as well. And she's just there and you have her almost stuck with Finn played by Michael Easton, who, mm-hmm. you know, I don't against the actor, but, you know, the character of Finn, I'm over him, I'm over, uh, you know, his father, uh, you know, Gregory, and I'm kind of over Chase at this point, too. I don't want Liz with any of the Chase men. So if they're going to put Austin with Liz, okay, but you had, you had it there with Liz and Franco. You should not have killed Franco off. Mm-hmm. Yet you should not have brought Franco back in the first place. It should have brought Roger Howard in as Austin or as a character connected to a core family or whatever, or have a reduced character, and then put him with Liz. Because I do feel the chemistry between him, Roger Howard, and um, Rebecca Herbs is, is very, very, very good. Um, and, oh my uh, god, yes, it's magic in uh, a bottle. Yes, indeed. And, you know, this is how I feel, but... I'll agree with you. He should have stayed as Franco because we really could have used Franco right there with him when we said goodbye to Cameron for college. Now, I know, and I feel bad for Cameron. He lost his dad. We know he lost his dad, Cameron. But yes. Franco is like a good dad. I'm not saying he has to be a substitute dad, but he was demo good doing it. And either keep Franco. We, I mean, I love Austin. He's okay, but there's not much depth to him. So I really can't either or on him i just love roger so i'll tolerate it but come on gh let's be real you could have just kept franco or if you really needed it you should have just brought todd manning back yeah that too because uh abc has the rights to all the children and yeah. live, so they could have they could have brought back todd manning now that would have worked that would have worked todd manning with liz would have worked because it's a whole different character they got the angle they got the chemistry to right. get a whole new level. But him as Austin and Liz, I'm sorry guys, I'm not feeling it. To me, it's another redo of Liz and Finn all over again. And we saw how that failed. Yes, you know, when it came to uh, mm-hmm. Franco and Liz, at first I was not really a fan of them. Yeah. But I was starting to warm up to them before the character of Franco was killed off. It was just the way how they were bringing Franco back and trying to have everyone on the canvas forgive him or whatever mm-hmm. and Liz you know just pop him up and tell everyone he's a changed man or whatever and you know 
and, and as time went on, I started to, uh, you know, tolerate the character of Franco and him mm-hmm. being a father or dad oh, yeah. to Elizabeth's children. I didn't have an issue with that at all. I thought it was a, uh, a fresh change for mm-hmm. uh, the show to see Franco at different lights. So when it comes to Austin, it, it, the show has just wasted his potential because Austin is connected to a core family, a core legacy family. It, when it comes to the Quartermains, and uh, that was in many ways from the get-go. So, and it, you know, I just don't care for um, you know Austin at this point, and nothing against Roger Howard. I love him as an actor, but you know, they got to do something with Roger, or they, they have to, they, they should, or they have to let him go. Another, another, another pet peeve I've got is, um, oh my God. General Hospital, you're not gonna learn. You're never gonna learn. I swear, you think you you think they'd learn better now. Um, you should never have brought Cameron Matheson as Drew. Um, it doesn't work. Him and Carly, it's confusing. It's like, what is the big deal about them dating? It, half the town figured it out. They don't care. I mean, literally, this town does not even care about them right now. That's how funny this little thing with them is nobody cares and um it's just weird because um I feel it wasn't necessary you know what, what, what do you think Nathan I mean I fully agree with you I do think that having Drew and Carly together was because of Karen Matheson and Laura Wright mm-hmm. and the what if episode they were a part of that was 13 years ago uh, that was a long time ago when that first happened, and they have they have the chemistry right there. And you know, I feel that um, if if all my children that wanted to live were not canceled, maybe would have seen uh, something between maybe something between uh, both uh, Karen Matheson's Ryan and maybe you know yes. Carly, but yes. maybe that could you know, and I would yes. not be against that because the chemistry was right there. But for them to all of a sudden, for them to, you know, wait t- 13 years, because Frank Valentini was the mm-hmm. uh, the producer, director of those web series, for him yes. to wait 13 years and then decide to do it on General Hospital has been a complete fail to me. I mean... Oh, my I, God, you know, yes. If, if a character like Drew has Jason's memories, <laughs> why is he not putting Carly in check whenever she acts out? When it came to the reveal of oh, what, what the secret she uh, held to, to Will being, you know, Nia's daughter, yeah. you know, I saw, I saw, you know, when, when Drew checked her, and that reminded me so much of Jason, and and then all of a sudden, you know, mm-hmm. he forgave Carly, you know, he, yeah. you know, he glad he, she told Nia the truth, whatever, and you know, I just don't care for them as a parent anymore. I do feel that. Uh, when it came to uh, the char- when it comes to the character of Drew, I'm, I'm, I feel that bringing him back was a complete waste of time. I mean, there were so many avenues, so many directions they could have brought him, that they could have done for the character of yes. Drew, and it's it's just wasted at this point. I do feel that when, when uh, you know when Steve Burton came back to a hospital mm-hmm. back in like 2017, 2018, whatever, and you know it was obvious that when it came to you know, not just uh, for the screen, but also behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. Bill Miller, Bill Miller, he left Joe Hospital. He wasn't interested, I think, anymore. And because they took away his best parent when it came to calling Monaco, and he and we all know how, we all know how uh, that happened. So 
to me, Glenn Miller will, will always be the real Drew uh, Kane in my Thank opinion. Thank you. And Thank you. Madison, as Drew, as Drew Kane, uh, no thank you. And um, I, I think he should have been brought back. I think, I think Cameron Adams should have been brought in Joe Hospital as a brand new character or connected to someone else onto the campus because he is being wasted. And Cameron Allison is a very good actor. You know, he deserves so much No, he deserves a lot better. Um, yes, yes. When I see him as Drew, your laugh, but I see him as Ryan freaking Lavery, not as Drew. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I see the same thing yeah. as well. Yeah. They should have kept the concept, and I heard about this a while back. They were supposed to originally try to see about bringing Rebecca Buttig as, um... Pudin. Yes. No, no, well, no, no. Uh, what was the other one she was? Greenlee. Oh, Greenlee, Greenlee. They should have just done it like that, let Greenlee and Ryan pass through Port Charles, visit kind of like with Star and um, her ex-husbands, they used to pass by... Port Charles, let them pass by for a little bit, test the waters. If they fit in the town, you keep them. If not, keep them in an exciting story. Maybe they get caught in a hostage situation, whatever. But come on, guys. I'm really disappointed with you writers. You guys do, but you should know better. You're writers. You should definitely know better. But again, me and Nathan, as fanfic writers, and we don't care how the writers feel about us on this point. But we get more, we get more um, acknowledgement than what you guys are getting on daytime. If that speaks volumes, I don't care what the writers think. Hey, hey man, you're not you're not wrong at all. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, when it comes to actors like Karen Matheson and you know Rebecca Bunning as well, and that's and I feel John Oswald really dropped the ball. When it comes to Rebecca Budding, I mean, because she was going to be back as Hayden, but they couldn't really work anything out due mm-hmm. to her schedule, whatever. Yeah. And so, you know, they could have just recasted, but they don't want to go that route. And, and you know, Violet is without a mother, uh, you know, a biological mother in Hayden. And, um, you know, again, is just dropping the ball when it comes to these things that can make the show so much better. And uh, it's just frustrating to see as a viewer. But, um, you know, again, for Ken Madison, that's true. It's been a total failure, failure, and I don't care what happens next to the character. If he gets killed off or whatever, or if it's revealed that he's actually Ryan Lee or whatever, I just don't care when it comes to Drew. I made people laugh on Twitter, and they got a kick out of my pairing. If you're that desperate, Journal Hospital, just put Carly with Finn. Yeah. It's not that hard. I mean, seriously, me and Nathan know. I mean, God, we could, again, we could show you receipts of all the people that love our fanfics. They they don't get enough. But let's get real. We and Nathan know the real truth about how the ratings at daytime is really going. Yeah. And we're not going to sugarcoat it anymore. Um, Nathan, do you have any spoilers for General Hospital? Yes, I do have spores for um, General Hospital. All right, so all right, yeah. Before bit. we do, before we jump there, I'm curious on you. What did you think about the nurses' ball? Did you feel it this year? Did you feel they overdid it? Not enough. What is it that you liked and didn't like? 
And then the last part is, can you grade your, your process on the nurse's ball for this year? Like A, B, C, D, or F? I'm going to give the nurse's ball this year a C plus, and that's being very kind because I feel like they could have done, <laughs> done so much better for the nurse's ball. Oh, I, I got confused too. I swear, I was like, the, I was the rest, the, I was like the other viewers. Like, I love the nurse's ball, but why was it all over the, why was it all, all like a big mess this year? It, it threw me off. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, you know, when it comes to um, some of the drama they had mm -hmm. was weak. I mean, Sabrina's angst when it came to Spencer, you know, calling out Dex or whatever, that was weak. Mm -hmm. uh, when it came to the whole thing with Brooklyn, Chase, Blaze, Link, didn't care for that either. Uh, some of the performances were great. I did enjoy the beginning one with yeah, yeah. Josh and Trina. That, that was pretty good. I that was fun. It. So shout out, yeah, shout out to Ian McCoy and uh, Tabiana Ali. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when it came to, uh, you know, um, it, when it came to outside of Nurses Ball, when it came to, you know, Anna, Valti, Lucy, Victor, so on and so forth, that was better than the Nurses Ball itself. I mean, yes. I would have mm -hmm. to be more different. Uh, there was a ball this year. Yeah. So I would give this as well C plus. It was okay, but it could have been so much better. And um, you know, I do think Joe Hospital because I don't hate this as ball. I don't mind it, but I feel that having it, it on like every year has kind of maybe you know, you know, uh, down valued. If that's what you said. Down uh, value. Uh, have uh, this ball less value because if you have it during your anniversary years, it could be so much better. And yes, if exactly. you, do, you don't do this as ball, maybe try to pick back other events that, you know, that were very successful too. Uh, like, for example, the, uh, I told you this before, the uh, the black and white ball, whatever, carnival, so on and so forth. You have events that can help, you know, make the show. Yeah, uh, Metro Court hostage situation was interesting. Yes, that that too. That would that would yeah. Something like that could you know bring interest to Joe Hospital during sweet spots. So you know I don't really mind it. Uh, I don't really mind those events coming back. I just think that yeah. this as well this year could have been so much better. And uh, the actually outside of it was better than the, the actually inside better than the, this as well uh, as a whole. So I'll give it a C plus. It could have been much better. And uh, this was to you know kick off Joe Hospital's. Uh, 60th uh, anniversary uh, celebration, so it could be much better, but, you know, at least we have uh, now the uh, I just put the storyline 2.0 going on right now, so there you go. I'm giving it I, I, the performances. I always love the performances. The drama was all over the place, so again, my ADD's like, really? Like, what am I going to watch? How's it going? How much more of this can I handle? All this crap. Um, I'm literally, and of course, shout out to all the guys that did the Magic Milo. I love that. That was cute. Um, I'm gonna give the Nurses Ball a B minus this year. Okay, that's good. Because I'm like you, it literally could have been better. I don't care about Link. I'm glad he's dead, but all that crazy drama, it should have been more builded than what it was. Um, I feel they kind of like misrepresented themselves this year for the nurses ball it could have been bigger but again like you were saying if they don't really want to invest in the nurses ball the right way then do something else 
It's not that hard. You're writers. You should be able to create better situations than only the nurse's ball. Because then that speaks volumes on your part. Yes, absolutely. And um, before we get to these scores for Joe Hospital, I just want to give out one more uh, news item for Joe Hospital casting-wise. Those of you that did not see uh, the end of yesterday's episode, the end of Monday's episode of Joe Hospital and today's okay. episode of Joe Hospital, um, I'm sure you may or may not have heard about this, but uh, the, uh, the character of Easton has been recasted, played now by James Ryan, who joined Joe Hospital as a brand new Ethan Lovett, and um, the actor made his debut in the uh, ABC Daytime Drama April 17, 2023, in scenes where his character was being auctioned. Ryan describes himself as, quote, incredibly, incredibly easy to get friendly, and very was tall, and able to do a range of different male voices. From young to old, fun, mysterious, and do it all. Super professional and easy to work with. I look forward to collaborating with you, based in Salem, Los Angeles, California. Uh, Ethan Lover was played by Nathan Parsons in 2009, 2013, and 2015 to 2020. And uh, the, um, you know, the actor has a blonde hair, so uh, just give us a heads up about that. I thought he did so far so good on Monday's episode and Tuesday's, uh, Tuesday's episode of Joe Hospital as Ethan Lovett. So I was surprised that they could not bring back to the previous actor who played Ethan Parsons, but as long as this current actor does a great job, I'm all for it. Okay, you threw me off because this is really good interesting. I I heard Ethan was coming, but I didn't know that they were going to recast it, which, again, it's not a surprise, it's Joe Hospital. But can you repeat again, Nathan, who is the new actor playing Ethan Lovett? Uh, his name is James Ryan. Okay, where is he from? Because the name sounds familiar. Was he on a movie or a TV show? Um, I think he was on some kind of movie or TV show back then. I'm not really sure what okay. I've seen before, but he is very um, he, he's very familiar to me. Okay, no, that's good. It's, I mean, if, like you're saying, if I haven't watched it that part, guys. I'm really behind a lot of stuff. But if the actor can work... And he can show it, you know how we talk about this, Ethan. If the actor can do their job and not phone it in, then you get my you get my respect. And if he's doing yes. that on your part, I'm taking your word on it. If he's doing that good, and I haven't watched it yet, but if he's doing that good, then yeah, keep him on as keep him on as, as Ethan. I'm okay with that. It's like Lucky. We need a new Lucky recast, and if they find the right actor, it shouldn't be that hard to keep a new Lucky around. So. Good luck to the new actor playing Ethan Lovett. I look forward to you checking out his scenes. All right, Nathan, drop out. What is our spoilers for General Hospital? Okay, so let's go through the, the uh, spoilers for General Hospital the, the rest of this week. Mm -hmm. For tomorrow's episode of General Hospital, uh, Wednesday, um, Carlos has a light bulb moment. Victor learns of a setback. Nina seeks solace. Ava gives Carly food for thought. Elizabeth compliments Austin, then the 20th, which is Thursday. Victor has bad news for Spencer. Kara seeks help from Drew. Ava and Portia connect. Carly tries to make peace. Ned vents to Brooklyn, then the 21st, Friday. Drew and Curtis uh, confer with Laura. Sonia surprises Dante. Goliath badmouths Cody. Molly gets honest um, with the news. Sasha always encourages the next week spoilers. Um, starting in the 24th, uh, Monday next week. Curse, Drew, and Laura share their findings. 
Carter says goodbye. Nurse preoccupied. Olivia Brooklyn are amazed. Lisa is court, uh, concerned. May the 25th, Robert and Diana are erupted. Alexa shares a message. Sonny has mixed feelings. Willow gets bad news. Nina puts out a happy, a happy face. May the 26th, uh, Wednesday, next week. Shares and Dante offer support. Carly hides her worry. Holly shares what she's learned. Victor rushes his triumph. Willow prepares to walk down the aisle. Then uh, Thursday, the 27th, it's Michael Willow's wedding day. Ava doesn't miss words. Dante plays Peacemaker. Nia makes a big move. Brooklyn navigates some tricky dynamics. Then the 28th, which is next Friday, uh, Michael makes an accusation. Dex must be discreet. Sonny offers assistance. Holly makes a story discovery, story discovery. And Victor has a welcome guest. All right, thank you, Nathan. And you tell me, you be honest. Where in that spoilers does it feel excitement for sweeps a month? Did you feel it? Because I really didn't. No, neither did I. I didn't, I didn't feel anything in those spoilers. I mean, maybe uh, for um, maybe for you know the Friday's episode mm -hmm. for Joe Hospital next week because Holly will be a part of that. Yeah. Uh, Victor as well, and Dex too, study as well, but nothing else. Bring out to make sweeps. Alright, well, I've got one hot, juicy, exclusive GH spoiler, and that's the fact that Sam and Cody are going to share an unexpected bond. And we know what that means, Nathan. You know, General Hospital likes to foul things up for their pairing, so you know where they're going with that. I just don't know if it's going to be with Sam and Cody as a possible pairing. If it's too predictable. If it happens, I'm okay with it. Not that I really care, to be honest. I love Cody, and Sam's annoying me at so many levels. But um, I just don't care anymore about it. I mean, if you're going to have Cody, fine. Let him be shirtless. That's the only credit you're going to, going to get from me. But as far as what's going on right now, I, I could care less. But I'm not surprised if they do that. Because that's the only thing they got going for Dante and Sam. Is a made up betrayal. So last minute to sweeps. Again, Nathan. That's the worst thing a writer could do. Is do a last minute. A last minute switcheroo. That really shows what a bad writer you truly are. Yeah, I, I mean, when it comes to Cody and Sam, you know, I don't care that much for Cody anyway. I, I tolerate him than, I, than when he first came on the show. Mm -hmm. uh, Sam, I don't care about anything when it comes to um, his cur her current pairing with Dante either. I feel that she's being listed on that soap opera for the uh, for Joe Hospital. And, you know, it just shows that, you know, you wasted a potential good pairing with Sam and Dante. Yeah. And, you know, I do think that Whatever happens, happens, but I, I can care less about those three characters and Cody Sam and Dante. Alright, we're going to take a quick music break. Nathan's going to pull up um, Britney Spears' voice, B-O-Y-S, the song. And when we come back, we're going to be visiting Los Angeles, California for both of the beautiful fans. So don't go away. There's still so much more to talk about. Okay, and let's get up here a little bit. <clears throat> All 
Okay, and here we go. For whatever reason, I feel like I've been wanting you all my life. You don't understand. I'm so glad you're at the same place at the same time. And so right now, the strategy is you made all the girls Thanks, Nathan. That sounds really good. I like that. All right. Um, I'm trying to think. I think we covered. I think we covered everything on GH. There was something else I was going to mention, but let's go on over to um, Bold and the Beautiful. <laughs> I can't believe this. I'm so confused on my feelings between Hope and Thomas. Because what I was told is the new storyline that's coming is apparently, and get ready for this, Nathan, it's it's crazy. I, I don't even know who's writing this show anymore. The rumor that's going around is that Hope could be having a split personality because the inner Hope wants to have Thomas. Like if she was a college school student going naughty. So, it's basically D.I.D., Ron Colorado, for whatever reason. Yeah, okay. it's another copycat situation. Oh, boy. And I think that's how they're going to... I think this is how they're going to try to... How do you say it? To get away with her being with Thomas by her yes, not being yes. herself. So, it's kind of... Right, yeah, yes. you're right. It's like a... It's kind of like what they did on One Life to Live with Jessica, um, you know, slash... Yes. Yeah, it's it's that all over again. And um Yes. I keep hearing still about Liam with Brooke. I'm okay with that. Seriously guys, I'm okay with that because between Brooke and Liam, they need real a real woman and a real man to be with each other because her with Ridge, it's over. It needs to stop no more. However, I do like that new guy that's on there. What's his name? Um, Nathan, the one that's dating or trying to date Brooke or... What's it called? Hollis? Oh, yeah, yeah. The Hollis, yes. Hollis, yes. He's yeah, he got some potential. I like him. He's cute. Yeah. And he can act. So, you know, that's a double. That's a double. Okay, so... um, Yeah, so that's what we're hearing on theirs for the bold... And then, oh my god, the latest I keep hearing is there's supposed to be another kidnapping. Tell me, Nathan, how many more kidnappings do we need in this show? We don't need any more kidnappings. Come something new, B&B. Come on now, stop it. Stop yeah, it. when I heard about this, when Sheila's supposed to kidnap the baby to get back at Steffi as revenge, because she's going to go after everybody that supposedly 
heard it betrayed her. When I heard that she might kidnap the baby, I'm like, that's it. I'm I'm checking out for a little bit. I'll be checking out. Yeah, I mean, I I I mean, I love uh, Kim Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, like, when is her contract gonna really be out? Because B and B cannot continue to do this, you know, cat and mouse game. Comes to she loves. She comes back, then she disappears. She comes back, disappears. They gotta let her go at some point. And if they don't, then I mean, people are not gonna care because Sheila's character on B and B is getting ruined. And uh, I could care less about Sheila at this point. Oh, we get ready for. If it hasn't happened again, I am behind a lot of soaps, but I'm not sure, Nathan. Where are we with Carter? Is he still with Katie? Um, I do. I think that I, I'm not. I mean, they haven't really showed um, uh, Carter K that much since the whole reveal about Brooke and uh, uh -huh. about you know Ridge and Bill trying to nail Sheila. But I have a story here for uh, Thursday, this Thursday this week. And it says Carter questions Katie about possible change of heart. So take it for what you uh, take it for what you will, guys. Because uh, um, I mean, the last time Carter, uh, Katie was with Bill was after the whole reveal, and Katie did kiss Bill. Uh, you know, you know, um, during the episode, I think sometime last week or the other week before when the whole reveal happened. So mm -hmm. uh, we probably we, we may have a triangle on our hands between Car Carter, Katie, and Bill, but. You know, I just don't care at this point because at this point, right, yeah. Carter, you know, Carter played by Lawrence A. Victor, who was a great actor, deserves better than this. And, um, you know, it goes back to Bill, it's whatever. I mean, I love the chemistry between you know, Heather Tom and Don Diamond, but at the same time, if they're going to go with Cardi Katie, they got to stick with it and they got to write for them. Well, that goes to my new spoiler is, um, Carter is supposed to be getting connecting with Taylor. Ah, okay. And Brooke and Taylor are supposed to have an unexpected bond. And Nathan, you know what that means. It's it's good girls gone wild. You know what I'm talking about. You know where that's going to go. So, you know. Isn't this like Bone Beautiful's big... Is there like an anniversary going on? Or what's going on that I'm missing here? Um, actually, this week, um, uh, you know, actually today uh, was episode 9,000 of season 36, episode 141, where um, this was B&B's 9,000th episode, and it's, this special sale episode was all about the character Steffi, mm -hmm. the show celebrating what matters most in life, love and family, uh, looking back on Steffi's job, dropping life, from running international fashion house to loving large. Her nostalgic reel will be our memorable one. Also, this week, we have guest appearances by singer Lil Nas X, mm -hmm. as a reader at El Giardino, our talk show host James Corner Pierce as a U5 busboy at El Giardino. Also, um, by the way, uh, John, Joshua Hoffman, a day piece as, re, as a recast young adult, Rich Forster Jr., also known as RJ. Uh, also, um, it was announced, let me just get it here a little bit, uh, we have another uh, guest appearance by, um, let's see, uh, he, he was the actor who played, um, he, he was on uh, the show Good Times uh, back then, uh, let's see here, uh, Jimmy Walker will be coming to The Bold and Beautiful um, for the soap opera, and he will be appearing, um, 
we see here, uh, he, he will be appearing uh, on episodes, upcoming episodes, which will air early in May. The episodes are scheduled to air on May 3rd and May 4th. It was on such a day where the show was celebrating the uh, 90s episode, which aired today. Oh my God, I love JJ. JJ. Um, I grew up when I was younger. I I grew up watching uh, Good Times. Our beloved yes. Janet Jackson was in that series, and it is it is very um, inspirational, exciting. Um, check it out, guys, if you can watch it. It's called Good Times. G O O D T I M E S. All right. Um, so Nathan, what is your overall on Bold, and did you watch today's episode? Yes, today's episode, uh, BB was the Dennis episode, uh, it was a really good episode overall, that, okay. that they showed a lot of flashbacks here and there that okay. I, you know, remember seeing when I first started watching B&B, or when I watched b, &B again, a long mm -hmm. time ago, and, uh, it was a really good episode today. Uh, overall about B&B, it's kind of everywhere. You know, at this point, and um, there are certain things I care for, certain things I don't care for, such as, you know, the one thing I do care for, which is Thomas and Hope. Um, I want to see what happens next between the two of them. Uh, I am looking forward to uh, Joshua Hoffman as uh, RJ Forster and see what the show can do for him, you know, him playing this character, because... Mm -hmm. I do think that um, a character like this cannot be wasted, but knowing B&B and Brad Bell in his current writing, they're going to probably have them take place as some stupid uh, parent trap again, trying to get his parents really rich back together. Hopefully it doesn't happen, but, you know, I, um, overall, with B&B, there's stuff I do care about, but there's, there's stuff that I don't care about, so I'll play like that. Okay, so the last juicy spoiler for B&B is... An unexpected twist of fate will make people make choices. Well, the question remains is, whose side are you on? So get ready because that's going to happen coming up on Bold and the Beautiful. Nathan, do you have any more spoilers before we switch over to days? Or the next yes, one, right? We did days already or we did it? Oh, no, I have spoilers for B&B for next week. Go ahead. All right, we're ready. Go ahead. You're all okay, set. So the first one. Uh, Rich Jr., RJ, updates his family on his life plans. Next one, Thomas worries about how his brother's return will affect his family. And Stephanie, last one, Stephanie speaks up about Hope and Thomas to Liam. That'll be it. Okay, don't go away, guys. We're going to be right back. Nathan's going to pull up um, Tori Amos' Sort of Fairy Tale. And when we come back after the music break, we're heading over to Salem. You won't believe what happened over there this week. We'll be right back. Go ahead, Nathan. Okay, let's get this up a little bit. So... Okay, and here we go. Oh, I'm 
Thanks, Nathan. Oh my god, dude. I love Tori Amos. Are you a big Tori Amos fan? I've heard of her here and there over the years. She's good. If you're like me and you get any anxiety or anything, play her songs, dude, and she'll mellow you out. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to her when I get the chance. Okay. Now, everybody, welcome back. We are back with, believe it or not, we've got your... Daytime spoilers, exclusive daytime spoilers coming up for Days of Our Lives. Tell me, Nathan, give a quick recap. What's been going on in Salem these days? Well, when it comes to um, the character of, you know, Bird Brady, he's still, be, he's still brainwashed. He doesn't know anything, doesn't know anything or anyone else besides uh, Steve and Kalo, who are trying to get, you know, trying to get... Um, you know, trying to, you know, get the old bro baby back and telling him mm -hmm. things about, you know, Sierra being pregnant and the rest of his family and their history. Um, we also have Hope and Harris who are worried about Steve and also, um, you know, about uh, Hope went to the station to show uh, a corrupt police officer a picture of Steve. And the mm -hmm. corrupt police officer told her that the director, their device, they said it was a poster and took him away. I hope showed a picture of Shane, and the officer says, no, it's not him. No, it was confused. We have Chad and Stephanie heading to Greece to look for Steve and Kayla. Mm -hmm. We have, uh, um, you know, we also had uh, Melina back in our office, and, um, you know, a banner read, we missed you, welcome back. And then someone knocked her on the door, and it was Alice Teriakis, played by Robert Scott Wilson. So it was good to see, uh, see between Deidre and Robert Scott Wilson again. Um, also, I'm um, not sure if you knew about this, but um, someone had put some drugs in a biscuit, <laughs> and it seems that the town of Salem, or certain people who took those biscuits, are now drugged. For example, Eric and Nicole sat together, and Sloan walked in on, on two of them, and, you know, Nicole had a display line and said, hello there, Sloaney Baloney, so that was a very funny line. Um, then we had others who were drugged too. Mm -hmm. uh, the person, the person who I think, I think was involved in this was the character who played Talia. And, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. The new actress who plays Talia. So yeah. uh, I found it very interesting what she did, and uh, you know I'm pretty sure at some point people are going to find out her for Talia. And uh, but so far on Days of Our Lives, it's been very entertaining. I know mm -hmm. that the. Beyond Salem stuff on Days of Lives. I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, I do think that um, it could be much better, but with mm -hmm. Peter, Peter Reckle and Crystal Alfonso not staying days long term, you know, uh, it's clear that the storyline is going to be wrapping up at some point. And, um, you know, I do, I do, uh, I did love the scenes between Steve, Kayla, and Bo on uh, Monday's episode. And uh, not only that, um, 
We also have Chloe Alexander. Their chemistry is amazing. Yes. Uh, Brady, yes. Brady and Kirsten too. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and Brady went to the uh, one of the presidency. Kirsten was proud to see him. Kirsten, by the way, also had scenes with May and the Man, played by the current actress. Mm-hmm. And I thought their scenes as sisters, Bronzo sisters, they are late. Stefano was very good. I wanted to show how the two of them interact with one another. Um, also, we had. Um, also, we had uh, not just that, but also um, um, the character of Harris, played by Steve Burton, who's doing a great job as well. He was able to, uh, you know, uh, interact and get in touch with the ball uh, when uh, Harris made his arrival to one of the uh, houses, and um, you know, um, and uh, and between that, it was it was a very good scene there. Um, you know, Harris wanted to search the home, but Bo pulled out a gun. Harris says he's going to leave until he found Bo. Bo says if he does, then he'll lose his brave romance with her. Bo wants to start a new life without hope. He tells Harris not to kill anyone. Harris says Hope thinks her husband is dead. Bo says her husband is dead. And, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, Harris did not tell Hope anything when, uh, uh, you know, Harris, uh, Harris and Bo agreed actually uh, not to tell, uh, not to tell Hope anything, and Harris, you know, did not tell Hope anything. Yeah. Uh, on this episode, there's a lot. So there you go. Um, but overall, I thought this was very good uh, last week and heading to this week too. So very good Israelites, and uh, I am entertained by the show. Oh my God, dude! I love this whole thing of the biscuits being tainted with the love potion or whatever it was cracking me up left and right Rafe got biscuits took it to the precinct and dude when he got affected he's all like man these are better than crack (laughs) (laughs) and then he's all over Tanya looking at Tanya like she's dressed like a hooker and he's just like you're so beautiful she's like what are you talking about and he's all you're just beautiful. He takes his hand and starts touching her hair. And she's like, it was so funny. I love this. This is a, this was fun. Then you got Johnny proposes to Chanel. Chanel, will you marry me? Oh, Johnny, yes. And then she's like, what about Wendy? He's like, yeah, what about Wendy? But Wendy shows up. What about Wendy? Because we're dating. And she's like, well, I'm marrying Chanel, so I could, we can go on a date after and she, she's like, what? And she, Johnny goes, Chanel, is it okay if me and Wendy go on a date after we're married? She's like, yeah, but remember, you got to marry me first. <laughs> yeah, that, that was so and then he turns it around and she's like getting mad at him. He goes, what are you mad about? He says, because aren't you dating Trip the Drip? <laughs> yeah, that, that was good. And that was then good. he goes, yes. hey, Chanel, let's. Donate some biscuits to Trip the Drip. Chanel goes, yes. Oh, Johnny, what a wonderful husband you're going to be. Yes, let's donate a lot of biscuits to Trip the Drip. And it's so funny because even with Trip out there, not even in the scene, just mentioning him makes it feel like he's in there. So Dave's did really good on that. That was funny. Then you got Nicole and Eric, which this this really cracked me up and I love it. Um, Nicole's affected hallucination. And poor Eric is walking around, sexy as he is, 
And she's all like, oh my god, Eric, why are you, why are you dressed like that? He's dressed like what? She goes, you're dressed as a priest. You're going to get in trouble. And then Eric goes, oh my god, he's hallucinating. He's like, how did I get into my, my priest uniform? I, I gotta hide. The bishop will get mad at me. And she's like, let's go to, let's go, go somewhere. Like, I think she went to the house or his house. He's like, let's go to the house because, um, we gotta get out of here. And this is so funny. She's like, give me your clothes and we'll put it in the laundry. And then he looks at her, he goes, oh my God, how fast did you change? You're in a bikini. And she goes, oh my God, I am. Then he's like, let me take pictures. He pulls out a banana thinking it's a camera. <laughs> Oh gosh, that was, that, that was something. That was so funny. Dude, Ron, thank you. You finally made it up to all your days, viewers, with all the craziness and, and slowing stories. This, to me, is like a cupcake on a Sunday morning. This was fun. I love this episode. Yeah, I love it too. I thought it was very... Uh, Lighthearted. We needed that. We needed something like that. Yes, we did. And then the one I saw, is it today, I think? Was it Xander telling Chloe, don't eat those? And she's like getting mad at him. And he's like, well, some people were eating biscuits and they were going Looney Tunes or something. And she's like, oh my God. Yes, yes. Oh my God, dude. I am loving Xander and Chloe. The chemistry is also magic in a bottle. Yeah, yeah, I had a feeling that they uh, had chemistry from the first things they had a couple mm -hmm. of years ago, uh, you know, and I think having Chloe and, and Xander in scenes shows that there is another potential, uh, you know, fling or slash pairing on their hands for them to explore and to experiment. So, uh, a shout out to Nadia Borgelin and Paul Telfer, who Xander and Chloe as their lives. I enjoyed their scenes a lot. And congratulations to the cast. You guys did a great job. Uh, writers, everybody, props, everybody did great. Thank you so much. Here's some quick spoilers for a year and before Nathan drops his. Kate does escape captivity at last. She's going to shock Salem by returning alive. Lee is going to send Gabby back to Stefan. Oh, that was another one I forgot. Um, Steph, when Gabby, Gabby was affected, Gabby was affected by the biscuits and she told, <laughs> she totally Lee, you got she thinks he's Stefan, right? She's like, make love to me because you're the love of my life. And Lee goes, What? She goes, Don't you love me anymore? I'm your wife. And then he looks at her and like, Do you think I'm Stefan? And she thinks, well, of course you are. Who else would you be? <laughs> that was a hilarious scene. And then then, then Stefan <laughs> to Stefan to Trask. He goes I'm going to make so hot love to you. She gets all excited. Oh, thank you. I've been wanting you to make love to me. And he goes, oh, you're going to get it. And then... <laughs> oh, my God. She thought yeah. the trust was Gabby. And we realized that she's not Gabby. He goes, what are you doing in my bed? <laughs> that was funny. Okay. So, let's see. Uh, what was the other part that was going to pop up? Um... Oh, and of course, Nicole's going to deceive EJ, and um, Chad's supposed to capture Thomas Banks. I think that happened today, right? Yes. Okay, so that, throwing the ball over to you, what's your spoilers? 
All right, here's the early, early edition of Spores. These are our lives so I'm going to use Spores for next week. First one, Leo Grill, Chanel, and Johnny. Trip and Wendy's date takes an unexpected turn. Sloan feels she's being framed. And Brady opens up to Eric. Then we have next, next week's spoilers. Starting uh, Monday, April 24th. Sean is stunned to learn from Harris that Bo is alive. Kayla, Stephanie, and Chad are confronted by eventual Thomas Banks. Andrew Rutherley informs Melina and John Rowan that Bo killed Kate. Hope and Bo come face to face on Monday. Then Tuesday, April 25th. Uh, Hope and Bo's reunion comes to a shocking climax. The Johnson, the Johnson family re is reunited. Leo grows Chanel and Johnny about their engagement. Trip and Wendy's first date takes an answer to turn. Wednesday, April 26th. Raven Jay questions Talia and Chanel about the drug biscuits. Talia seeks off for a secret meeting. Melinda angrily rips to Sloan. Gabby and Safan score off against Adrian Nicole. Thursday, April 27th. Jay is concerned about the the uh, discrepancy she found in Talia's story. Talia's motivation becomes clear. Chloe and Xander decide to move in together. Chanel tries to enlist Alex in her work at Sloan. Then Friday, April 28th, Hope encounters remorseful Harris. Sarah tries to confront and upset Sean. Roman reunites with Stephen Kayla as he admits his reservations about seeing Bo. Stephanie and Chad manage to indulge a bit in a bit of romance. Awesome. All right, so we, before we switch over to our final music break of the evening, um, I'm going to tell you, Nathan, and you're probably not going to be surprised, but I'm very disappointed with Bo's return. It just really felt flat to me. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way, too. I, I do think... Um, it, was too, it was too overhyped. It doesn't match what we got. No, you're right. I do think the problem with that is with the kind of the advertising with Bo um, mm -hmm. because, you know, it was not supposed to return, I think, on the same day, and they did, but it was separately between both Bo and Hope. And when it comes to this current story, I do think that um, it's been kind of dragged out. And, um, I mean, I think we all know in the end, Bo and Hope will reunite, but at the same time, you know, the story could be so much better. Yeah. Um, and so having having it on the main show, I don't think I don't think it was the issue having it on the main show. I do think that a part of the writing was the issue, but I don't mind you know Peter uh, you know Peter Racco, Chris Alfonso, you know, sort of part of you know their story uh, when it comes to Bone Hope, but it could have been a little bit better for me. I'm gonna be honest. I'm loving Hope with Harris, but I'm over Bone. I mean, it's sad guys, but that's your fault, writers. You can't write right. You can't make it right. Then should have not brought him back. I was okay. They should have not brought Bo back. They should have just left him gone. Um, they should have just brought Hope and just let it be off screen for Bo. Um, again, it just felt too hyped over to me. All right, so we're gonna do our final song, uh, uh break of the evening. Uh, Nathan, can you pull up um the song Everybody by um. Backstreet Boys, and then when we come back, our final destination is, I believe, General City, right? Yes, that's correct. Alright, there's so much going on in General City, you won't believe what happens. So don't go away, we'll be right back. Okay, and let's get up here.
Okay, and here we go. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. All right, here we go, everybody. We're back, and we're wrapping up really quick. Here we go. Nathan, get ready for a crazy, wild General City madcap adventures coming up as we go into sweeps. Here's what's going on on my end, and I'm going to throw it over to you. Believe it or not, Tucker finally sells to Victor. That is correct. It happened at the end. Uh, it's going to happen, I think, at the end of uh, tomorrow's episode for the, uh, the end of Russ's, um, you know, after a conversation with Ashley, he decides to sell the company to Victor. And with that happening, you know, you have to bet that, you know, Victor's going to give that company to Adam. That is a way to make up for everything that's happened between two of them. That's a way. And uh, if Adam accepts it or not, uh, is. Uh, it's up to him, but, you know, Tucker will sell the company to Victor Newman. Here's the part I'm so excited for. Summer's vendetta against Diane is going to drive Kyle to Audra's bed. Yes, it will, and I will not be shocked uh, when that happens, because as we all know, Kyle's on the rocks right now due to Phyllis's quote-unquote death, and, um... Things are going to get really interesting in the next couple of weeks when that happens. So, be on the lookout for that, guys. That should be a very uh, interesting uh, thing, to, thing for to take part. Jumping up and down, Amanda returns to defend Phyllis in court. 
Yes, indeed. Um, you know, uh, I, I am not surprised at all. I think uh, for Phyllis, um, you know, uh, she understands, I think, the risk. You know, I think she understands knows that she got way too far ahead and was way too far into her revenge against Diane to put an end to her. And she realized she has to do the right thing and, to, and that's to, you know, save Diane from inside the jail. Dude, it's just me or... Does it feel like Y&R's got new writers? It feels like we're watching a brand new Y&R. It, it, it does feel like that. Um, from what I've been seeing uh, from the soap opera, I think since the uh, 50th anniversary has concluded, a couple weeks ago, uh, we, had, we had the event, the gala. Mm -hmm. Now we have uh, the reveal about what happened with Jeremy Stark and James Hyde leaving uh, the show as Jeremy after his character was killed off on Monday. Uh, you know, why not is, you know, picking up steam here and there. And I do, uh, I, I am liking where the show is saying, too. I just hope that they don't uh, fall off uh, or pull off any steam that they have because they have a lot of momentum uh, from here on out. The only thing I thought, I'm loving you, Wynar, but you literally missed the beat. You could have had Summer Newman Abbott share grief sex with chance and that would have been hot steamy ratings right there yeah another missed opportunity uh for why not i mean because um because someone and chance have had scenes before i think at one at the uh so-called funeral with phyllis and the one of crimson lies before that mm -hmm. and i could feel the chemistry between chance and summer so i thought it was a missed opportunity that why not did not go further with that as well can we stop making Nick so controlling of Sally? I hate how he always holds her hand when he's around Adam. It's like she's, he treats her like she's his property. Like when Adam was trying to thank Sally for being kind to her, find kind to him at the um, Crimson Lights. And he, she's like, oh, we need to hurry up and go because I'm going for some type of, of going somewhere and... and he didn't even talk to Adam. He just, like, takes her hand and it's, like, ready to go. Can we stop all that, guys? Because that's really, it's, to me, it looks like it's cringeworthy. What do you think, Nathan? I, I agree. It's, it's totally cringeworthy, and I hate the writing for the character mm -hmm. of Nick Newman. I mean, he has his moments, but at the end of the day, I don't mind him as a character because he does have, he used to be the one that was step away from the Newman family do his own thing, and when it comes to stuff like this, he is running as a total yeah. D-bag, and I just, I'm over Nick and Sally. I'm, I want them to be done and over with. I'm shocked they're still together mm -hmm. at this point, and, um, you know, I do think that YNR needs to cut ties between Nick and, and, and uh, Sally and just move forward with a Sally and Adam reunion. If not, then just have the two of them be together. Have, just have two of them be separate, have Adam and Sally mm -hmm flirt and be with other people, but enough with Nick and Sally, enough with Nick Newman and the Colonel Abraham because it's making him look like a total jerk. Also, Summer, I cannot wait till you get the egg on your face. How dare you talk to Diane the way you did in jail. I can't wait for you to really get betrayed because I'm love I love Michelle Stafford as Phyllis. But on this case, I'm gonna be Team Diane because I my swear Diane can do good or wrong either way, and you got little Miss Entitled Summer telling Diane what she did, 
that was disturbing. It, it was very disturbing, but it did not shock me at all because, you know, summer, I mean, summer has grief when it comes to what happens and rightfully so, but at the same time, you know, Diana's done nothing to Summer. She he, she's always respected Summer and always appreciated Summer since uh, Summer was with was, well, was married to Kyle. And I feel that now what's going on with Diane, you know, it's, it's only a matter of time for Summer gets us coming to her. When she finds out that Phil's faked her death, you know, I, I I don't know if she would apologize to Diane, but mm-hmm. I think that would actually happen. And she would have to eat humble pie. Because at the same time, you know, when Phyllis, quote-unquote, died, we saw the anger come out suddenly when it came to Diane. And my only issue with that was, where was this when Diane first came back to, to Genoa City? Because at the same time, you know, yes, Diane came back. She tried to do, make amends, try to do the right thing, try to be a better person and stuff, despite her having more secrets. But at the same time, Diane did not do anything wrong, but mm-hmm. you know, it would have been would have made sense. It would have made sense for someone to, you know, be that way to yeah. Diane. But at the same time, you know, it feels like too little, too late. Where was this when Diane came into the City? So for Summer, um, you know, she's gonna be in for a reawakening. Not just because of Phyllis, but also because of what we talked about just now. When it comes to her husband Kyle and what's gonna happen between him and Audra. And also. To me, I'm going to pick our performer of the week is going to be um, Michael Mailer as um, Kyle Abbott. I've loved his maturity and growth. I know people are saying he's self-entitled, but you know what? I'm cool with that. He's an Abbott. Let him be at it. He's acting like an Abbott slash Newman because he always, he always tries to act like he's Victor Newman's unknown son, which I actually love. But... I'm loving how, did you catch on today, Nathan, when Summer's acting stupid, saying things to, to, um, is it today or tomorrow, right, where, where Allie and, and Noah return, was that today or tomorrow? Yeah, that, yeah, that was, uh, I think, I think that'll be tomorrow, yeah, they okay. return on uh, Okay, they return, and she's stupid, she literally makes a big deal that my mom was murdered, and they arrested they arrested Diane and this and this. And poor poor Kyle is biting his tongue so he doesn't upset his dear wife. But then he throws it at her and goes, Oh, that's that's um it must be Michael because he's going to defend my mom. I was like, dude, he's shutting his wife up. Yeah, I mean I I don't blame Kyle at all for this one because I mean yeah, I mean he should stick me with his wife, he should stand by his wife, but at the same time, you know, um, you know, Diana's his mother and you know, he's come through the rock in a hard place and you know, if he wants to defend his mother then by all means have at it because, you know, uh, at the same time he believes his mom's innocence and someone doesn't have to like it, but she has to respect it and has to live with it. So you know, Summer is going to hurt bad for you when Kyle breaks your heart back and backtracks you, uh, stabs you in the back. But, I mean, at the same time, you just do it. Kyle, you finally found your mojo. Keep it. Yes, and don't back down from Summer or anyone oh else. Oh, my God, please. I'm tired of this Kyle being afraid of his wife. Dude, this is not Kyle. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it's mm -hmm. one thing to, yeah. you know, def be, defend your wife and stand by her, but at the same time, you know, your mom's in trouble and, yeah. you know, you feel she shouldn't, you feel that she's done anything wrong. So, when it comes to summer, I do feel that she needs to chill out and respect Kyle's feelings, but at the same time, that's not going to happen as long as Thoros remains dead. I think either way, summer, her karma is coming. All right. What do you have for our closing exclusive daytime spoilers for YNR? Okay, here is the early edition spoilers for YNR for the week of the April 25th. Uh, the first one Tucker makes a shocking move. Nick gives Nate a warning. Jack receives unexpected news. And Victor makes a tough decision. Wow, this is going to be interesting. Um. Wow, I can't believe, what did they say? Um, so much fun in just a, a couple of hours, right? Just, I don't even think, maybe barely less than an hour tonight. I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you, everybody, being patient with us, for coming back. Things happen, but we're back, and we're back on track. We're not going to have a show next week because we will be back, but we're going to return in May, just in time for May sweeps. Um... Nathan, do you have anything you want to say for the closing? Anything you want to do? Shout out to anybody? Uh, favorite restaurants that you have in your area that when they listen to the podcast, you can give them acknowledgement? Um, well, first, let me just give a shout out to our local Safeway uh, market that we have here uh, in San Francisco, where I live close by. They have uh, very good food. Also, we have another Safeway uh, by Betrayal Street in San Francisco as well. Um, you know, both Safeways have their strengths and weaknesses, but at the same time, you know, you can get what you want and get what you need there. Um, also, they have a great service, service when it comes to ordering ahead and getting your, uh, you know, uh, getting your stuff and what you need. Uh, you can park in different parts where, you know, when you park there, you can get your order there. So, shout out to uh, both Safeways uh, in San Francisco. Um, also, shout out to Grocery Outlet, Bargain Market. That we have uh, in San Francisco too, and uh, that seems to be about it. All right, everybody. Me and Nathan got a cool contest going on for you daytime fans. All you're gonna do is Nathan's in just a minute. Nathan's gonna announce the four-digit code to send to us to the email, and you're gonna put on the subject "win free shirt." This will be your chance to win a free Young and the Restless t-shirt or Days of Our Lives. Um, and um, the contest will start today. Where are we today right now? We're the 18th. All the way till... Right. All the way till May 6th. And then the, the, the winner will be revealed on our podcast. And we'll go from there. Um, Nathan, what is our lucky four-digit code that they need to use for uh, the email? Did you send it to me? Um, no, I'm putting you on the spot. You get to pick a four-digit code that they're gonna mention on the on their subject. They're gonna put, they're gonna put, um, you know, like you know, like a code. Yes, yes, yes. Go ahead and pick your four-digit code. Kind of like the lottery. What is their four-digit right. code they need to submit? Okay, here we go. Nine, four, one, one. All right. Thanks, Nathan. That helps a lot. I'm saving that as for um, on the today's description. All right, everybody. So please email us at p a r t y w i l l at 
O-N-M-A-I-L.com. And remember, you have until May 6th at 6 p.m. Good luck to everybody. Many will enter. Only three will win. That's your chance to win a Days of Our Lives t-shirt or Young and the Restless. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Before I wanted to thank, again, all our listeners and always be patient with each other and just be kind to each other. And um, me and Nathan are also sending condolences to artist Prince Royce, R-O-Y-C-E. He's been admitted into the hospital. So let's send out prayers and let's keep him in our thoughts. Yes, we send our thoughts and prayers and those going out to him. Also, I would like to thank you know, our viewers, listeners for Wizard Progress and Nathan too. And uh, we appreciate you, you guys' loyalty and support. Uh, we're glad to be back and we look forward to seeing you guys again the week after next week when we uh, kick off into May Sweets because I'm pretty sure we're going to have a lot going on. Nathan, where can they find you on your media? You guys can find me mostly on social media on Twitter at MoneyMac101. Again, that's at MoneyMac101, capital M O N E Y M A C with the numbers 101. And my Twitter handle name is Sam McCall is the last word of slash Nathan Banks. You can find me on Twitter at W I L L Y S V I E P W and also Instagram. I mean, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, Instagram and Willie's View Podcast. And then my Facebook is W-I-L-L-Y, capital G, capital Z. All right, everybody, we're out of here. And thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Remember, we'll be back in two weeks. Yes, we'll be back in two weeks, guys. Thank you for joining our podcast uh, tonight. And we look forward to seeing you guys again in two weeks. So uh, take care, care, everyone, and uh, stay safe out there. And we will see you guys next time right here on Wizard Podcast. Nathan, see you have a great, have a, have a great day, have a great night. We're listening to this from, and we'll see you guys next time. All right, have a great evening, Nathan. Good night. You too. Have a good night, Willie. Bye bye.
It's nice, wrapping juicy, that's my kind of sweet. Shake your peach tree, baby, drop it down on me. Cause I've been waiting all season for a Georgia peach. Shake it.